Good morning. It's already been said, the Lord's give us a beautiful day today. I'm happy that we have a church we can come to on Sunday morning and we can listen to the Word of God. Jesus said, the words that I speak to you, they shall not pass away. The world, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Amen. So that's one reason that we come down here from time to time to look at the Word of God. The Word of God is eternal. The Word of God is true. Uh, uh, yes, Antichrist are coming. And uh, can I say this at the beginning of our lesson this morning? I'll be talking to you out of John chapter 1 again today. If you want to be turning there. While you're turning, let me say that what Brother Chris said about Antichrist. <clears throat> now, there's been many Antichrists from the time that John wrote that. And Antichrist means somebody that's against the real Christ. In other words, if I'm anti-marijuana, uh, uh, I'm against it. So if you're anti-Christ, you're against him. Now, the thing about it, <coughs> excuse me, and the reason the Bible reaches out on that so much is that <coughs> Antichrist is not going to show up and say, I'm the Antichrist. They're not going to do that. They are going to deceive people. Now, let me say something to you. People that are deceived don't know any better. They're not, they're not out there in those false uh, uh, churches saying, yeah, uh, I'm going to church today, and I'm not going to worship God like he said do. I'm going to worship God like I want to do. They're, they're not, they think they are God's people. Now, I know that kind of uh, writes me down as being somebody that's an old fogey, and I'm against everybody, and, and, uh, one lady said, you teach a mean-spirited God, and, and, but that's, that's some of the things that we have to put up with. The Word of God stands sure. See, now my Word don't amount to nothing. But God's Word, as I've already said, is from everlasting to everlasting. So when we talk to you <coughs> about the Word of God, we're talking to you about something that's going to last forever and ever and ever and ever. Now, the grace part of it is that God will let human beings, descendants of Adam, endure forever and ever and ever also if you do it His way. See, and the devil, now I want to remind you of this. In the Garden of Eden, the devil didn't 
didn't come up to Eve and say, uh, good morning, Miss Eve, I'm the devil. And would you eat this fruit uh, and uh, follow me and, uh, and uh, I'd like to kill you. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He's not saying that today. He is getting people by fooling them. It's a deception. <clears throat> now, I know that I understand that, uh, that it's not given to me, not even in the Bible, for me to go up and down the highways, grabbing people up and shaking them and saying, you're going to hell. I, I, that's, not, that's not the method that God left here. The method that God left is for me to love sinners and tell you the truth and declare the word of God to you. That's what Brother Bell's responsibility is. Brother Bell's responsibility is not make you feel good all the time. And it's okay for him to encourage you. But sometimes he has to say some things that's against us. But you know why? Because the Bible is, is against us in our doings and in our sayings. Now, overall, the Bible's for us. See, the, the Bible is for you. The Bible wants you to live forever and ever. And, uh, but but you got to do it God's way. All right? So I want I wanna, uh, to talk about some more of John chapter 1 this morning. If my memory serves me correctly, I got down to verse 18. So, so let us look at this verse, and I hope that your mind will clear up to where you can understand what's going on today and what the Bible has to say. <coughs> John telling us here, no man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now, that's an important verse. That's an important verse. No man has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. See, now you get these television clowns, and they, they claim they saw God, and God appeared to them 90 foot tall, and all that kind of stuff. And, and I, want to, <coughs> I want to reiterate that that is deception. They have not seen God. You say, well, they saw something. They might have seen something, but it wasn't God. Okay? <coughs> and so we say, but he said, no man has seen God any time, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. Now what John is driving at here is that me and you don't know God by our nature. Our nature does not know God. So what are you going to do about it? He went ahead to say, the only begotten Son, which is in the bosom of the Father, he hath declared him. 
In other words, John is saying <coughs> the message of God, the message of the true God came to earth through Jesus Christ. So you Back to something that Brother Chris mentioned in his devotional. Jesus Christ has got the message of God. And I got news for people. At the time that John is talking about here, he's the only one that did have the message of God. You say, well, now, didn't Moses uh, bring a message down from God? He did. But what did Moses' message do for people? Huh? What did the law do for people? It condemned them. See? But here comes Jesus Christ with the message of God. And what is his message? His message is peace. What did the angels say at the birth of Christ? See? Goodwill to men on earth, peace to men on earth. See what I mean? Now, when the Jews were in the wilderness and they were, they were disobeying God, was there peace in the camp? <clears throat> no. See? But Jesus Christ brought the message of peace. You see what I mean? Peace between God and man. <clears throat> Can I say this to you? When you grew up and you got to what we call age of accountability, there was no peace between you and God. In fact, Paul said that while when we were enemies, Christ died for the ungodly. Now, listen to me. God was not your enemy. You and I were God's enemy. Okay? You say, well, Mr. Pollard, I never did, I never did get up and say, I'm mad at God and, and I'm his enemy. I know it, but your, but your nature was against God. That's why I teach depravity. You were born, I was born in depravity. David put it this way. In sin did my mother conceive me. And I came forth in my mother's womb speaking lies. And me and you did too. <clears throat> so therefore, we needed a message of peace from God. And Moses didn't bring it. Moses didn't bring it. But this man did. This man did. My peace, I leave with you, he told the apostles as he was about to go away. See? So peace is with God. And peace that God gives has to do with your soul. See? Peace like a river. There's a song. Peace like a river. 
And, 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 and the Bible does say that <clears throat> peace will flow out of the people uh, like a river. That's in the prophecy. <clears throat> so he, Jesus Christ in the bosom of the Father, that means he and the Father were very close. Brother Bell has been teaching us uh, 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 about uh, uh, who God is and who Christ is and who the Holy Spirit is. And I like it myself. That's some things we need to know because the world's confused out there. What little bit they know, it's all wrong. But Brother Bell has been telling us about that. Now he goes ahead here in our lesson today in verse 19. And listen to this now. And this is the record of John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied, but confessed, I am not the Christ. Now, <clears throat> let me see if I can put this in perspective for you. <clears throat> We've already stated it was been about 400 years since God sent Israel a prophet at this time. Well, they had the Pharisees, and, and they had, now let me say, they had some true they had some true believers still carrying on, but not many because it was a dry ground according to Isaiah 53. But here come Christ and a root out of dry ground. Okay, so the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the religious Jews knew that something was stirring when John began to baptize with water. So they sent their minions out there to say, are, are, you, are you the Christ? Well, wait a minute. <clears throat> How did they know there's going to be a Christ come? <clears throat> Let me turn to Isaiah 59 and, and read you something. I'm, I'm sure you Bible readers know about this. <clears throat> Isaiah 59. Let me turn there real quickly. I'll be as quick as I can. <clears throat> Isaiah 59, and uh, let's look at verse 20. And the Redeemer shall come to Zion, and unto them that turn from transgression, and unto them that turn from transgression in Jacob, saith the Lord. As for me, this is my covenant. With them, saith the Lord, my spirit that is upon thee, and my words which I have put in thy mouth shall not depart out of thy mouth, nor out of the mouth of thy seed, nor out of the mouth of thy seed's seed, saith the Lord from henceforth and from ever, forever. So we see, we see that God <clears throat> had forecast he is going to send a redeemer. We also have it. We also have it where uh, 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 the prophet said, Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and the government shall be upon his shoulder. This was prophecy of Isaiah talking to people in the future. So the Jewish nation, now not the Gentiles, the Jewish nation knew there was coming a Messiah. So that's why they were looking for him. That's why 
they are going to say the following words here. Okay? And this is the record of John when the Jews sent the priest and Levi's from Jerusalem to ask him, Who art thou? And he confessed and denied not, but confessed, I am not the Christ. See? And they ask, What then art thou Elias? That's Elijah. And he saith, I am not. Are thou that prophet? And he answered, No. Then said they unto him, Who art thou that we may give answer to them that sent us? What sayest thou of thyself? <clears throat> he said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as said the prophet Isaiah. Isaiah. And they which were sent were of the Pharisees. See what he's saying here? So they, and, and, and now they're looking, they, they think they are looking for a Messiah. And I use the word think because when Jesus came and preached to them, he just told them over and over and over, I am he, I am he. But he told them also, he said, but you believe not. Now, and, and he made a very, a very serious statement to them. He said this, if, if you believe not that I am he, you shall die in your sins. And can I say this morning, that's the way it still is. That's the way it still is. You can believe in Jesus, you can have Christmas, you can have Easter, but as, uh, as we read in Romans, have you believed in your heart that Jesus is the Christ? See? And like he said, Jesus told him, if you believe not I'm he, you shall die in your sins. And overall, I said, need to say to you, Israel did not believe it. He kept saying, and, and, and I'm, I'm astounded that, that they turned him away as a human being. The reason I am, all the miracles that he did, raised the dead, immediately, instantaneously, cure, cure the sick, cure diseases. But yet, they did not believe that he was the Messiah. And so, so here we have, for you and I, the lesson is going to be John the Baptist introduced Jesus Christ and he is plainly saying, I'm not the Christ. And I want to get your mind this morning. Those Jews were looking for the Christ. They thought they were looking for him. But when he came, they missed him. And could I say this as your friend? Are you going to miss him? all this golden opportunity that you've got to accept Christ as your Savior, a golden opportunity. Nobody is hindering you. The song we sung a while ago grips my heart every time we sing it. The blood that stained the old rugged cross. The words of that song. The words of that song. He did it for me and you. 
He did not do it for himself. He was God. But Abel's been teaching us that. I appreciate that, brother. He was God. But he was God manifested in the flesh. And he came down, and, and it is such a wonderful doctrine to, to go back to Hebrews chapter 2 and read where he should taste death for every man. He was given a body. Why, why was God given a human body? So he could die. God can't die. God can't die. But, but the Bible said he made himself a little lower than the angels. What does that mean? Angels don't die. But Christ did. Why did he die? He died first to satisfy the Father. He died second to pay my sin debt and your sin debt. And praise God, Isaiah 53 says, when God saw the travail of his soul, he was satisfied. Jesus Christ paid my sin debt. He paid your sin debt to the fullest so that God the Father said, I think he said in Oklahoma language, I accept that sacrifice. Now, when God accepts it, what does that mean? That means that sinners like you and I, like the song we sing, we can still go free. Still go free. Mr. Pollard, aren't you a sinner? I am. Now, I'm not, I'm not a lost sinner, but I'm, you know, I'm still not perfect in my flesh, but I'm going to be. I mean, I mean, Brother Bell's not completely saved yet, but he's going to be. See, we got a promise that we're going to get a body just like Christ. Get a body like him. See? Now, he has got a perfect body. He don't ever get sick. He don't ever feel bad. He don't ever have a problem. He don't ever get hungry. He don't ever get sleepy. See? But man, you do. But, but you've got to understand now, when you get saved in this life, he don't save your flesh right now. He saves your soul. And, and listen now, the soul that sinneth, it shall die. Your soul is that part of you that's never going to pass away. My body if the Lord don't come before I die, it's going to the grave. And the Bible calls that, we shall see corruption. That's what the Bible calls it. You know, David, David saw corruption, but Christ didn't. That's what I'm driving at. See, that's where we're going to be. But, but if you're saved, 
God saves your soul forever. And the soul is what is regenerated and, and brought forth with a new body when Christ comes again. Yes, I know the old, the old bodies in the grave will rise to be glorified. I know that. <clears throat> but it won't be this one. See, if it's going to be this one, this one would pass away again. But the one he's going to give you that I'm trying to get you to, to say, that's what I need today, it'll never die. What did, what did Jesus tell Martha? Boy, I, I, I read that and, and I, <laughs> I am happy what he told Martha. He said, Lord, Lazarus, my brother, died. If you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. He said, well, your brother will live again. She said, yes, I know he will in the last day in the resurrection. And he said, Martha, I am the resurrection. He that believeth in me shall never die. He that believeth and liveth in me shall never die. Believest thou this? Now, the question to me and you do we really believe in him? Are we, are we just playing twinkle toes with God? Well, I think I am. Well, I don't. Oh, I think I'm not. I don't know. See, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing nobody. I'm just saying, make your calling and election sure. And, and you can do that. You can do that. See? Go back to the lesson now right here. Who art thou? What sayest thou thyself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as saith the prophet Isaiah. And they that sent were the Pharisees, and they asked him and said unto him, Why baptizest thou then, if thou be not the Christ, nor Isaiah, neither that prophet? John answered them, saying, I baptize with water, but there standing there standeth one among you that you know not, who's coming, who he it is whose coming after me is preferred before me, whose shoes latchet I'm not worthy to unloose. And these these things were done in Beth Beth Abara, beyond Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day John seeth Jesus coming unto him and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Did you get that? What can wash away my sins? The song says. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. I'm reminded. I'm reminded when I read this. See, behold, the Lamb of God take away the sin of the world. John was, John was excited. Behold him. That's what I'm saying to people this morning. Behold him. He can take away your sin. Your good works can't take away your sin. You're getting baptized in water can't take away your sin. You joining a church can't take away your sin. 
Behold the Lamb of God taketh away the sin of the world. Peter put it like this, Neither is there any other, for there's none other name given under heaven among men whereby we must be saved. In the generation that you live in, nothing, nowhere, by anybody will get you freed from sin in the sight of God, but Jesus Christ, He is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. That's why that down through the ages, Abraham, even Noah, and Moses, they, they presented the people that heard them with shed blood at an altar. What did that blood denote? It was a pattern of good things to come for the blood of Jesus Christ to be shed on Calvary's cross on our behalf. And I need to say this, every person, every person needs the shed blood of Jesus Christ to free you from sin. And can I say this as your friend? I'm not talking down to you. I'm not grappling at you. But if you don't have it, you're lost. Now it's an experience. It's an experience that you have with God. And the experience is that He frees you. Your heart is freed and you know it. And can I say this to you? Do not quit seeking till you get that. Do not quit seeking. <clears throat> Brother Bell's going to preach to us in a minute. I don't know what he's going to preach. But at the end of his message, he's probably going to give an invitation. And the invitation is for the Holy Ghost to touch your heart in a way to say, I need something. And, and what the Bible instructs you to do is seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's nigh. If he gives you a feeling of need, go toward it. Billy Mitchell said, and I believe it, he said, if God gives a person a little bit of light and you walk towards that light, God will give you more light. Amen. And I understand. I've been right there. What, what's it like? What's it going to feel like? What, a, what am I going to do? What do I need to say to God? God reads heart language. And he is, he is uh, he's attentive to those that have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Nobody gets saved popping bubble gum and telling jokes on the way down to the altar. It's got to be with a contrite spirit and a broken heart. Let your heart be broken over sin. And I say this, I say this again, can I emphasize this? As your friend, 
hey, I'm like a feller on I-40 down here. And it's raining and it's really dark. And the bridge washed out. And I've got a kerosene lantern down here swinging it back and forth, trying to flag people down. They're making 70 to 80 miles an hour. And they don't know the bridge is out. I'm trying to flag them down. I'm that kind of friend. Yes, I say things that, that your flesh don't agree with. But it's needful that I do it. It's needful that preachers do it. It's needful that we tell people. I mean, if I didn't love you, I'd say, oh, you're a good man. You just keep on doing, man, you're good friends. We're going we're gonna to be good friends from now on. Uh, I'm saved. I, I think you probably are. And, and so we're just going to make it. And, and, and uh, it's okay for you to believe in baptism of regeneration. I, I, I'm not going to get crossways with you over that because I value your friendship. See, if I do that, I'd get along with people. Can I say this to you? I've been, in, I've been in religion for a long time. That's what a lot of people are doing. They are, they are getting a fleshly good feeling. And can I say this to you? Can I say this to you? When you're under Holy Spirit conviction, it is not a good feeling. And I hope you are. I hope you are. Not because not I'm mad at you or, or against you, but you won't move till you get it. I mean, you say, well, I'm sitting back here, and I believe I'll just walk up there this morning and get a pardon. You won't if you don't have a broken heart. See, it's got to be real. It can't just be a religious exercise. It's got to have some internal, got to have some internal feelings, see? And, 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 and you don't know it, but when you get saved, you'll look back and say, man, I'm glad God bothered me. Because I wouldn't move without, I wouldn't either. I tell you all the time, I was running from God when he caught me. But he overpowered me with, a, with my heart saying, you are a gone, I'm in this Oklahoma terms, you are a gone goslin if, if you don't seek me. You are gone. I got it. I got the message. And I'm still thanking God that he did. And I'm praying that God will awaken you if you're lost. That, the preachers call that being awakened to the fact they're lost. Did you, did you know most Oklahomans don't know they're lost? Right. Now, what God sees out of that, and forgive me for being pretty rude about this, but what God sees in that is that most people's going to hell happy. Well, Mr. Pollard, you want me to be happy, don't you? Yes, I do, but I want it to be real in the heart. Right. I don't want to make you happy because a little Johnny made an A in, in, in math. I want you to be happy because you can say, 
I know my sins are gone. Lord, I pray you accept this. Behold the Lamb that taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. Now John's talking about in the sight of God. Okay? I knew him not. In other words, John said, I didn't know really who he was. I knew he was coming, but I didn't know where he was. Uh, But that he should be made manifest to Israel. Would you Gentiles take that this morning? At this time, he was being made manifest to Israel. Okay? Therefore am I come baptizing with water. See? Baptizing with water was a new thing in religion. Oh, they had a labor down at, the, down at the tabernacle where the priest washed before they did the sacrifice and after they did the sacrifice. But they didn't dip them in water. Nobody was dipped in water since Naaman. Now, Elisha sent Naaman to be dipped in, in water. See? But that was a figure of you got to do it in Israel. You can't do it in Damascus. In them clean streams, you got to go this muddy stream. Of course, he had a fit, turned around and started to go the other way. Uh, said his, uh, uh, his anger came up. I thought surely he would be like Oral Roberts and come out to me and just say, holy gully bully, and I'd be healed. But he didn't. The man of God didn't, did he? So another fellow said, tell him to go wash seven times in Jordan. Then his, then his uh, leprosy will be gone. And he got angry, like most of us do it, preachers. Hello. When the preacher's giving us a lifeline message. But he had a lieutenant. It said, Master, if he'd have told you to go climb Mount Everest to get rid of leprosy, you'd have done it. But this is a simple thing. Just go dip seven times. I know the waters, buddy. But the man of God said, do it. So finally he decided to do it. And the Bible says when he come up the seventh time, his his skin uh, was like a baby's skin. That's how, 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 how thorough that God does the job. He didn't come up all wrinkly and, well, I'm really, I'm really leprosy, but I ain't too good. No, he came up very, very perfect. That's the way God does it. That's the way salvation is. That's right. He come up, see, when you get truly born again, God, it will be perfect in God's sight. See, you won't need to do it again. See, people worried about it. Say, well, one fellow said, well, I think I'd get it, but I don't know if I could keep it. I got good news for you. If you will get it, Christ will keep it for you. You don't have to live it. Say, well, I... 
See, that, that kind of set me back. I'd say, boy, I'd get saved, but I can't live like them. And I wouldn't tell nobody that. I was just talking to myself, see. I wouldn't tell you that at all. But you don't have to live it. He will live it for you. And besides that, he will make you, he will give you a nature that you will want to do differently. See, now you won't be perfect in the flesh, but you'll be perfect in the spirit. That's what he does for people. See, and it's a spiritual thing. It's not a fleshly thing. It's a spiritual, and God is still in the spiritual business this morning, I believe. So thank you for listening to me. I'm out of time. I want to say again that I spoke to you this morning as your friend. I hope and pray that that you understand that. I'm not mad at anybody, but I've got to tell you what the Bible says about us. See, we are all sinners except we get born again. And that's born again is is a heartfelt uh, condition. See, and it will make you It'll make you have different feelings immediately. All right. Thank you for listening.